What if you spent less time doing what you're supposed to do in business and more time focusing on what you're designed to do? We answer that question and so much more in today's episode. We dive into human design. Think about it like a combination between astrology and Myers-Briggs that is calculated using your birth date, time, and place to reveal your genetic design and how knowing yourself and your energy can help you to leverage business growth. We discuss the importance of understanding how you're hardwired and how doing so will help you to feel seen and understood in a whole new way. If you're someone who feels like certain business strategies have never just felt quite right, then you're definitely going to want to tune in as we explore why that might be and how human design can help you shift it. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Joyce Weber, the mindset coach and business mentor that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily and the results you see because of it. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Abigail Holland. Abigail is a business coach for entrepreneurs who want to scale their business in an aligned and authentic way. She empowers entrepreneurs to trust themselves and leverage their unique energies. Through psychology, human design, and ethical marketing, Abigail has helped dozens of entrepreneurs create secure attachments to money, their business, and their purpose. Abigail, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yes, I am so, so, so excited for today's episode, and I am just so excited for you to share all of this juiciness with us. Me too, and honestly, this is, I had just kind of done a pivot, so this is the first time I really heard my bio, like, read back to me, and I'm like, wow, that sounds good, that is what I do. (laughs) Isn't that, like, such an amazing moment where you're like, damn, like, that sounds good, I am awesome, right? (laughs) You're like, damn, I am that bitch. (laughs) Oh, so good. I love that so much. So, of course, I read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words. Can you tell us what it is that you do and why you do it? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually, my business began, I was in network marketing. And then I was like, you know, I'm really good at sales. And I bet I could teach people how to do it. And I didn't love, you know, commission. So I was like, fuck it. I'll start my own business. And so I was really just like a sales coach for the first few months. And then it kind of, everything was just like this natural evolution that just kept happening. Mm -hmm. And I always called myself a business coach, but it, the way that the coaching industry is right now, everybody kind of wanted me to give them like plug and play marketing strategies. Or can you give me like a step-by-step guide to doing things to like seeing success and scaling my business? And I was like, no, because I don't think. <laughs> well, when like, that's not yeah, how that I mean, works. I could, I guess. <laughs> right. I was like, I, I could, but it, even if it worked, it probably wouldn't feel good. Right. Yeah. And so I never really like fully resonated with just being a business coach because I was like, the marketing is great. The sales strategies are great, 
but that's so not, that's not like the biggest part, right? That's not even the hard part of running your own business, you know? Totally. So what I really have been doing the past few months, especially is I work with like a variety of different entrepreneurs in different industries. And with all of them, we use their like uniqueness and their uniqueness to really like leverage that and use that to propel them into success, right? Instead of doing like copy paste from other strategies that have worked with other business coaches, it's very individualized. Ooh, I love that so freaking much. And I just feel like our values align really closely there because I I feel very similarly in that there is not like one cookie cutter approach. There is not one blueprint. There is not one path that is going to get you the exact results that Mm -hmm. you want in the exact time frame, in the exact way. Like nothing is ever quite that clear cut in business. And I think that that's kind of like, it's very permission giving, but it can also be kind of a letdown in the beginning when you first hear that, because there's so much marketing online that says like, do what I did and make X amount of money and X amount of days. And like, Mm -hmm. It's so prescriptive. And I think that now we're seeing this kind of resurgence where everyone who tried that approach, who, you know, took the courses, had the prescriptive method, had the, you know, cookie cutter approach and tried it was like, okay, cool. But like, this doesn't feel good. And not only does it not feel good, but I'm not taking action on it because it doesn't feel good. So now we're kind of seeing this well, how do we do it in a way that feels good kind of mentality showing up in more and more places? And I think that that is amazing one, because I think it's like exactly how businesses are meant to be built, right? Mm -hmm. There's like so much freedom in knowing that there really aren't any rules and you really don't have to do it one specific way. And you can still get results without, you know, hustling it out and having the funnels and doing the ads and, you know, whatever (laughs) else. Exactly. It is that we are told that we quote unquote, have to do. But again, in the beginning, that can be like, oh, wait, so no one can actually tell me what I can do step by step to make this work. And that can just be kind of like a one of those moments where you're like, oh, (laughs) right. With all of my new clients, I have this one course that I made back in like, almost a year ago. And it was basically what I did to scale to six figures. And I made it and I give it to all of my new clients that are new entrepreneurs because it talks about all the strategies. It educates on all of the like tangible things, but it, it's like a majillion different, I've got like 12 different launch plan examples for them to see that it doesn't like they'll all work. And so you really just got to pick something that feels good for you and stick with it long enough to see if there's a result to it. If yes great. If not, okay, let's tweak some stuff. But it's like, it's really helpful for new entrepreneurs, especially to have that kind of prescriptive approach, Mm because I think it makes them feel safer. Because instead of trusting themselves and their authority, they're trusting a plan, which is Mm -hmm. kind of how we're conditioned, like as we're growing up. But then once you hit a certain point, it's like you have to, you know, you have to start 
doing it your own way. Totally. I think like what I love about that though is you're not saying like, oh, cool, this is just the one way that it works and like run Mm -hmm. with it. You're like, but here are all the different ways it could work. And even just being able to see that, like I think it's one thing to like know something intellectually and something different to actually like internalize that and apply it to your business. So when you can see like, here are all the plans, here are all the things that could work, here are all the different ways that you can make money online then all of a sudden the question doesn't become like well what's the plan the question becomes like which plan feels right for me and then you have permission to shift it as well right so when we layer that on top it's so much easier and so much more permission giving and there's so much more freedom in that honestly than knowing like seeing just like one plan and knowing that like you've got to do it that way or it's not going to work like they're like that's just not true you know and I think that's that's just like such an amazing gift that you give them because really knowing that they have that safety and you're creating that kind of like comfort right because I really do believe Mm -hmm. that we have to meet our clients where they're at so like knowing that they're in that place where they're just like give me the plan right But then also really like exploring, well, how can we make this work for you? I think is just absolutely brilliant. Right. Absolutely. It's funny. I had an intensive like a month ago where this girl hired me because she was feeling really like spirally about the next few months. She was like, I have all these client contracts ending. I have, you know, all of these ideas, but I don't really know what to do first. And I I think there's no safety in my business. Everything feels super unsustainable. I feel like Mm -hmm. everything's falling apart. And so based on that alone, we kind of took this individualized approach of, okay, let's create like kind of a loose structure for the next like three to six months. So you can kind of map it out. And then within Mm -hmm. that three to six months, once you have that safety, that I always call it like the masculine framework that supports the feminine flow within it. Mm -hmm. Once we have that masculine framework, we can start tapping into like abundance. We can start tapping into safety but you can't, you know, bypass all of that by just kind of applying a plan and hoping it works, like throwing it at the wall and hoping it sticks. Totally. I think like what you're saying there is you really do need both because likewise, it, it wouldn't mm-hmm. just work if we were only tapping into the feelings, right? Like if we're spending right. all day, like only tapping into feelings, like that's great. But like, if you're not taking any action in your business, you're probably not going to see a ton of results there either. Yes. So I think that that's amazing that you're really like coupling the two together because I think that that's just so helpful for people to see that it really is like the mindset, the feelings, the energy, and that needs to be followed by action as well, right? Exactly. Like I could be an energetic match for signing a client all day long, but if I never went online and said, hey guys, I have a one-on-one spot available, nobody would know, right? So you have to like, do the inner work and the energetic work, but then also take the aligned action because like, we're not just going to say, okay, these are my desires. I believe I'm worthy. I believe I can have them. Now I'm just going to like chill and watch Grey's Anatomy all day long. (laughs) I mean, it sounds so funny when you say it like that. Like, I think our brains go, well, like, yeah, duh, that's not how it works. Right. But like, I think that there is just so much messaging around this online that makes it seem like you don't actually have to do any work, right? Like you just throw it online (laughs) and then like, 
you know, you go watch Grey's Anatomy. Like, obviously, that's how it works. And it's like, no, like, that's really just not true. Like, the actions themselves are what gets you the result. But it's both. It's tapping into that energy, making those actions feel better, like making yourself an energetic match for those actions. Like all of that. Oh goodness. I'm getting mm-hmm. all fired up here and like bashing my mic. No, I love it. I'm <laughs> I'm with you all the way. Cause I see so many, like I see the, you know, really masculine energy hustle type business coaches that are like, just go, 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 do, do, do. If you're not working 12 plus hours a day, no wonder you're not seeing success. And then I see on the complete other end of the spectrum, the super like feminine embodiment of, oh, I have never worked a day in my life. I just like attract things to me. And then we have, you know, the rest of the, like all the new entrepreneurs that are coming in and they're like, I don't know what I, this is very contradictory messaging, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. not sure how I should take this. And it really is like, it has to be a coupling of the two. Like you've got to have both the masculine and the feminine energy. And that's how you build like a sustainable business. So freaking so strongly about this. (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell me, is there one mindset shift that's made the biggest difference for either you or your clients? Yes, absolutely. And this might be an unfamiliar tool for a lot of the listeners because it's still like fairly new. But when I found human design, that's what it's called. The huge like mindset shift that came from that was kind of this affirmation of like, yes, this is exactly how I am and it's how I'm designed to be. And so I shouldn't try to force myself into boxes that I don't fit in because I'm not designed to fit into those boxes. Does that make sense? Yes. I only skim the top of human design. Like I know you can go really freaking deep with this. You can go so so deep. (laughs) (laughs) So I am like so excited for you to share this with us today because I think that there is just like so much goodness there. And there's just so much permission and freedom in really acknowledging this, I think, because I think that Mm -hmm. especially when we start businesses, like I always say that starting a business pushes on your personal and professional development from both sides. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) Because it's just like, it's, it like calls you to be the person that is running this business in like such a different way than I think like a lot of other challenges that I have faced in my life. (laughs) Like the person behind the business is just like the person you have to become that future version of you is just like so interesting to me in that, like how having a business really requires you to step into that. Yes. And I started this business when I was 21. So it was really like, I had to grow up so much and the way I grew up Mm -hmm. was through my business through having to take ownership and through having to like take inventory of what skills do I have? What skills do I need to learn? Okay. Am I willing to like take action to bridge the gap between where I'm at now and where I want to be? And it was such a personal growth journey through a business. Like the business was just really the vehicle for me, like becoming myself. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yes, I'm like nodding along. Coming to see this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's just so true. I was like literally nodding along to everything you were saying there. I know we can't see each other, but it's just, it's so true. (laughs) 
So can you tell us a little bit more about human design? If someone is listening to this and they're just like, I legit have never heard of this before. I don't know what that is. Can you give us like the 101 version of what human design is? Absolutely. So I think the easiest way for this little crash course is I'm just going to talk about the five types in this episode. I feel like that's probably what we'll have time for. But there's, so there's five types in general and all of them are designed to do different things. And what I saw a lot of times things happening, including myself, like I absolutely fell into this trap where I didn't know my human design. I had no idea. And so I was learning from people that had completely different strategies and authorities and like energy centers defined and undefined than I did. And so I was trying to do what they were doing and it never felt good. It always felt hard and like a, like a stretch. And like I had to push. Mm. And as I'm sure you probably know, when you're in alignment, nothing that you're doing feels like a push. It all feels like it's just flowing, right? Whether like it doesn't have to be easy, but it, there's ease to it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this, what, like, what is going on? And so I remember I was like on Instagram one day and one of my friends, she had just found out about human design and she was like, I want to look up your chart. I'm very curious. And so she did. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like she sent me a screenshot of it. And if you look online, um, there's a couple websites. There's like mybodygraph.com is my favorite. Okay. But if you go, it'll, it's like almost like a little person, but they're sitting, but they've got like weird circles on their body. Some of them are colored in, some of them aren't. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah, She's like, this yeah. is everything that it's like telling me about you right now. And I was like, I feel seen. This is interesting. And mm-hmm. so the more I looked into it, the more I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So all of these things that I've been trying to like change about myself, like for example, in my chart, every single like variable I have, all of these little details about how I am is passive. I'm incredibly the epitome of feminine flow energy. They're receiving. I, I hate structure. I hate schedules. I don't like doing the same thing every day. If I do the same thing for like two or three days in a row, I start to feel like trapped and suffocated. And I was, mm. but I was working with like very masculine business coaches. And I was like, I, I'm just, I'm just bad at this clearly. Like I must not be cut out to be an entrepreneur. And then when I learned that, no, I'm just not designed to work in that way. And that's okay. And I started mm-hmm. aligning things to how I was designed. A, I stopped putting all this fucking pressure on myself to be a person I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And as a result, showing up felt more fun. It was easier to be more consistent because I was being consistent in my own way. Right. So mm-hmm. it was just hmm, a game changer. But so, okay, I, I love this. I'm just like so excited. No, this is fantastic. I think that this is just like, so again, I've said this word like 50 times, but permission giving because (laughs) you're not like making yourself wrong for every single fucking thing. And when you stop doing that, when you stop being like, I am supposed to be this picture perfect version of myself because like a million people online tell me that this is how I should run my business. It just allows you to, like, that takes a lot of mental energy, like constantly making yourself wrong, constantly beating yourself up for that. Absolutely. Constantly feeling like you're not doing it right. 
are never the thoughts that are going to lead to you taking more consistent actions in your business or seeing right? more results. Like it sounds so obvious when we say it like that, but it's just like, it's a lot of fucking work to beat yourself up all the time. And when you stop doing yep. that, there's such a release in that. And I think that that's really what you're talking about here. And of course, we're looking at it through the lens of human design. But like, even if we didn't go that far, even if we're like going to step like way backwards, just not making mm -hmm. ourselves wrong for who we are is like the yep. foundational belief that we're bringing into this. And I think that that is just like such a gift, both in life and in business, because it Absolutely. really allows you to be who you are and see how you can make that work for you instead of work against you. Honestly, this conversation is so incredibly relevant when it comes to sales as well, because showing up in your sales process and allowing yourself to be fully you is only ever going to benefit your bottom line. Chances are, if you're not closing the sales you want, there's a good chance you haven't found a way to sell that actually feels good. And when you do, not only will you close more of them with more ease, it will feel downright magical too. That's why I absolutely love helping you ladies shift your mindset around selling on my absolutely free 30 minute sincere sales coaching calls. These calls are so much fun and you honestly can't tell me that it isn't worth 30 minutes of your time to get to the root of your biggest mindset challenges when it comes to sales, right? I thought so. Grab yours today at amandajoyceweber.com slash sincere sales because I only do a few of these each week. Let's talk about the types of human design. Yes. Okay. So the five types are manifestors, projectors, generators, manifesting generators, and reflectors. Okay. So I'll start. The way I like to like describe this and the way it was taught to me, which is so helpful, was kind of like building a town, right? So a manifestor, they are, they make up like 9% of the population. They are here to initiate and to inform. So the way that that would play out in the like business coaching industry is they're here to maybe create a lot of courses or have these like big groundbreaking ideas, but they're not really here to follow through on all of them. So I like to look at them as like the developer of the town. Mm -hmm. They go, mm -hmm. they're driving down, they see this huge plot of land. They're like, wow, this could be something beautiful. Like we could put a town here. We could put this and this and this here. You know, all of this could happen right here. But that doesn't mean that they're the person who's going to build the fucking houses because how much energy would they waste trying to do everything themselves? Mm. So manifestors mm -hmm. are really here to be the trailblazers, to go first, to be the leaders. Manifestors are not here to take advice from other people. They're here to do it their own way. So it's funny, a lot of the like huge, huge business coaches that have been in the industry for like forever and ever, like the really big names, a lot of them are manifestors because mm. they never need permission from anybody. They just were like, I'm going to do it this way, like get in or get out, but I'm, yes. I'm going, right? Like jump <laughs> in the car, get out of my way, but this is the path I'm taking. Totally. That makes so much sense. And then projectors that's the next type a lot of my previous coaches have been projectors a lot of my best friends are projectors it's funny but I just apparently that type is like one of my favorites mm. um but they their strategy is to wait for the invitation so they're not here to make the first move they're here to be invited 
because they have such a like penetrating aura. They can really see past all the bullshit. They can hmm. see past like the nitty gritty details into like the big picture, big vision of things. And so they're meant to be invited in because the energy can be kind of intense. Right. And yeah. if they try to like initiate, right. If they try to act like a manifester, then they're going to feel bitter and unappreciated. And then they're not in their zone of genius. So they make up 20% of the population and they're kind of like the architect. So they can see, they get that plot of land, right. That the manifester showed them and they're like, okay, wow, I could see like, this would be main street. This would be like the, you know, commercial area. This would be the residential area. This is what we could do here. We could put a fountain here. They're here to Mm -hmm. see that big picture vision. So a lot of projectors are not meant to be the coaches who are like, um, my best friend who's a projector, she hates coaching like in Voxer. She's like, I mm-hmm. hate being in like the nitty gritty of someone's business and like holding their hand as they like do X, Y, Z, because that's not her zone of genius. Her zone of genius is to be like, hey, remember why you started? Remember that like big vision you had for your like company for five, 10 years down the road? And to keep them moving towards that big picture, not mm. to be in the like trenches with them, you know? Yeah, that's so interesting. Okay. <laughs> I'm with and, you so far. <laughs> absolutely. And I let me go ahead and say this. I should have started with this. But human design is not a end-all be-all. So if I say anything in this episode and somebody listening goes and looks up their chart and they start reading about themselves and they're like, this does not resonate with me then fucking ignore it. It does not matter, right? Everything that I'm saying should be expansive. And if it feels like it's constrictive or like it doesn't feel good, just ignore it, right? Nobody knows you better than you do, right? So just, if whatever I say doesn't track, don't don't listen to me, it's fine. Like it will not hurt my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool, what's next? So then- so then we have the manifesting generator and that's, um, that's the type that I am. And they are a combination of a manifester and their strategy is to initiate and inform and a generator and their strategy is to respond. We'll talk about them next. So they are here to initiate and then respond based on like what happens when they initiate. Does that make sense? Sort so of. Okay. So I know I'm a manifesting generator too. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm like, I'm like so interested to hear what you have to say about this particular one because I'm like, wait, tell me more. Like, I want to know more about this. Absolutely. So it's funny. Um, all of my clients who are manifesting generators, they scale so fucking quickly. Mm. And I, I, I'm not sure what it is, but I, like, I swear, all of them are like hitting 5k and 10k months way faster than they expected way faster than I expected and the reason for that is that every time they do something they learn and then they do it better and faster the next time so they Mm. kind of come in to like let's say they're like building the houses right so they build a house and then they're like okay that was fine let me try it a little bit differently this next time so then the next house it's bigger it's better and they did it faster because they're just able to respond so quickly to what is happening. So they build a house, then they respond to how that like house building project went, right? Mm -hmm. So in business, what this looks like, embrace the pivot, 
oh my God, I want to tattoo this on my body for all of my manifesting <laughs> generators out there because it is so important for us to do what lights us up when it lights us up. And then when it stops lighting us up, fucking drop it, just drop it. Like mic drop. Let me say that. <laughs> Same thing with manifestors because with a manifestor, right, they're here to initiate and inform but then like that developer picked out the plot of land and then left to go do it with a different plot of land. They're not here to do every fucking step because they would waste so much of their energy. Mm. So with manifesting generators, don't waste your energy doing something that no longer lights you up. Let yourself change your mind. Let yourself. I mean, I had, I've had launches that I've changed with the last minute I've had group programs that I ha- so I used to do something called office hours mm-hmm. and it was weekly calls and it was in a group setting. And I mean, I loved it for like four months and then I didn't love it anymore. And I was like, okay, I was really excited to get on these calls and now I'm not excited anymore. Kind of feels like something I feel like check off my to-do list. So I'm going to end the program. And I gave everybody notice and I, you know, I let people funnel into like different programs or go to one-on-one or something. But I was like, it's so important to not force myself into doing something that no longer feels exciting. Mm. That's so fascinating to me because I feel like there's a certain duality in that where you're like earlier, what you were talking about is basically like you have like you've done it once and you've learned from it. So you can do it like even better the next time. Right. You can do it faster. Mm -hmm. You have learned those things. Right. So it really does lend itself to this kind of like repeatable process. Right. But then it's also the other side of that, which is like, okay, but like if you, if the repeatable process isn't fun anymore, then like we're missing something there. And I think right. that it's like so interesting to hear you talk about like even just referencing the pivot and like how good manifesting generators are at pivoting, I think is mm-hmm. fascinating to me because I know that like, I've definitely seen that through the course of my business. Like, I mean, I started in branding and design. I was like freelancing in design for years. I ran a successful design studio before I pivoted to coaching. And the reason I pivoted to coaching was just because I was like, there's got to be more here. Like there's got to be a better way to get people results. Like Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that having a 10K website isn't the thing that's making people's business successful. So like what is actually the thing, which is how I landed on mindset coaching and why I'm so passionate about that now. But like that's like macro scale pivoting, but I can even see it on like a micro level and like how quickly I am to decide you know, a software platform isn't the right platform for me. Like that's not quite working or like, you know, changing up just like little things within my business because I'm like, this isn't the thing. What is the thing, you know? And exactly. That's not to say like we should be changing things all the fucking time because I do believe that like a certain amount of like consistency is required in business. But I think it's really interesting to look at like, what the energy is behind that. Yeah. So I just find that fascinating. No, I totally agree because it's kind of tricky because when you're, you know, in business, it's so important to have that trust with your audience and have them be able to count on you, right? To do Mm -hmm. what you said you were going to do, to follow through if you said you were going to do something. But then it's also important for you to, you know, honor your energy when it's no longer there. And so whether that's like a big pivot, like I have switched between 
oh my God, like a billion different labels, whether I was like sales coach, mindset coach, whatever. Those were like kind of bigger shifts. But then there were also little shifts, like with my call schedule, I used to take calls in the morning. Now I don't schedule anything before noon. That was like an instantaneous decision. I was, somebody scheduled a call for like 10, 10 a.m. And I was like, that's when I wanted to wake up. And then I was like, wait, why am I? Fuck it. Let me just go update Acuity. Like no more calls before noon. So like a little bit of a pivot there. But then also um, when it comes to the bigger picture things, this is something I'll say for both manifestors and manifesting generators. When it's important for you to continue to show up for your audience in that capacity, but it no longer lights you up, hire a VA or an yeah. OBM or, <laughs> a, or like co-coach. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, okay, honor your energy, but still like, you know, be the person you said you were going to be when they hired you. And so whether that's, I have a lot of my like manifestor clients, they create like passive courses and then they sell them automatically through like funnels with my manifesting generators. I fucking insist that they have a team to work with because we're not designed to do every single step. Like a generator, they are here. Quick pause. I'll tell you about generators to kind of compare They are like the builders. They're here to lay the foundation. They are slow, steady, methodical. They are here to be like the king or queen of whatever it is that they're doing. So Mm. they're not here to get good at something and then pivot, 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 and then get good at a billion different things and then be like a jack of all trades. They're here to be the fucking best at whatever it is they choose to be the fucking best at. So like if you compare a... (laughs) a web page on Kajabi that I would design versus a web page on Kajabi that one of my generator clients would design. I mean, they're going to have painstakingly gone through and made it look beautiful and everything is branded and it looks perfect. And I'm like, I did this for 45 minutes and I got so fucking bored and I wanted to like explode. Right. And so manifesting generators, we're not here to do all of the nitty gritty details because we move so quickly and we think so quickly that we're really here to skip steps <laughs> as so I always call manifesting generators like the most chaotic type which I'm allowed to do because I am one <laughs> yeah. but yeah we like we can be messy right if we are yeah. not aware of like what like where our limitations are like I know that I'm is- not the person to build an email funnel because all the automations I'm gonna forget something And I'm not going to go back and double check my work. This is like such an amazing conversation because I (laughs) resonate so deeply with so many of the things that you're saying. I like, honestly, I tell my VA all the time. I'm like, I literally don't know what I did before you existed in my life. Right. Because I just like, like the, the things that she does so that I don't have to do them is just like. I like, I feel like it's kind of magic. And I mean that from the perspective of like, it would drain me so much. Like just for example, right. 
I recently handed off my podcast image graphics for her, like the little promo graphics, right? Mm -hmm. So like I have a design background. I can create the template, totally feel good with that stuff. Like, but me being the one in there, putting those like quotes in there and making sure it looks good and all of, and saving it out and getting it to guests. Like I just listed off like four steps and I just got like bored (laughs) and overwhelmed at the same time. Like I was just like, I I just like, I'm not that person. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just so true. Right. And this was one of those things where, you know, if I was working with a coach who's a generator, for example, and they are so like step by step by step, a lot of the like email marketing people I follow are generators because that's like, they're so fucking good at at all these like careful little thingies. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas with me, I was like, okay, so I have to, okay, I have to open I have to open the email. I have to type the copy. I have to update the images. I have to update the fonts and the, co- and I'm like, I'm already bored and I haven't even like done anything yes, yet. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much. Yes. Because I would yes. be doing the exact same thing in my head. I would be like, oh my gosh, there are already five right. steps I don't want to do. Exactly. And so that's where for manifesting generators, it's so important for us to follow our energy and our energy is never going to lead us to all the like, like little steps, right? Totally. It's going to lead us to those big picture things of, okay, I want to create this and I want an email funnel and I'll write the copy and here's the vibe. Here's the vision. Okay. This is it. This is it. This is it. Okay, great. Somebody else put it all together. Yeah, Go do this. <laughs> but like, like I did my part, you know, somebody else do the rest. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, honestly, this is like kind of ridiculous, but like, I even feel that way in like my life in like clean, like I am not, I hate cleaning. I like really, no, I hire it. somebody to clean. And I, exactly. And like, that is just like that in itself was a game changer because I just like, can't, like I am overwhelmed by thinking of the fact that I would have to like mop and vacuum Ew. and do this and dust. And I'm just like, that's just too much. Like yeah. I just want a clean house, <laughs> you know, yeah. big picture, high level. And then my girlfriend's a generator. And so she, we met and started dating and she was like, you don't clean your own place. And I was like, <laughs> like what do you want? I was like, what? I'm supposed to like, also do my laundry and feed myself and run a business. And you want me to clean a toilet? No. <laughs> I was like, there's no universe where this happens. Cause I was like the, cause you have to pick everything up, right? Let's say I'm cleaning the bathroom counter. I have to take everything off of it. I have to move everything out of the way. I have to buy the cleaning products. I have to spray whatever I'm spraying. I have to wipe it down. I have to put everything back. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. <laughs> And a lot of times if we like tried to do something that we really don't want to do, A, it's going to take us way longer than it would take somebody else. Mm-hmm. And B, it's going to drain us of energy so that we don't have the energy left for the things that do light us up. So we're really doing a disservice by not yeah. staying in our fucking lane and doing what lights us up. Well, we won't do it as well either, I think is the other point. Like quality suffers, like someone else cleaning my home versus me trying to get it done and not really not wanting to do it is a very different thing, you know? And the same thing is true in business, right? Like when you hire people who that's their zone of genius, it just gets done better than those of us who are like taking way too long to do it, trying to like get it together, get it done. Like it's just not the same energy, you know? Absolutely. And then the final type, and this is pretty rare, 
um, but they are reflectors. And so, you know, how I was talking about with the body graph, how there's all these like circles on the little chart. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so if a circle is open, then that means that that energetic center is open, which means you're really here to experience other people's energy. And so they are kind of like the interior designer. They come in once everything is built and they meet the people that are going to move into the town and they really like taste the vibe, right? They're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I can tell that this house is going to have a lot of natural light. So we're going to want to have it be blue and we're going to want to have lots of like mirrors and we're going to want to have... And like they get to know the families. And so they're able to be like, okay, I I can tell that you'll want like a yellow kitchen, you know, and a really open floor plan. And Mm -hmm. so they are able to really see other people's desires and to see what other people are here to do, right? Which is so powerful. But that also means that they can be very, all of your open centers are also subject to conditioning because Mm -hmm. So like I have an open G center, which is the identity center. And so when I'm around people with a defined G center, I start absorbing that energy. And if I'm not careful, I will like take that on. So Mm. my girlfriend has an emotional center. So that means she has an emotional authority, which means that her feelings, she kind of is the emotional thermostat in our relationship. And Mm. I am just here to read the room. So if she's having a bad day, even if it's not, has nothing to do with me, you know, I mm-hmm. am now also feeling kind of that pressure, that discomfort from her emotions. So that's yeah. where it's so important to, once you know your open centers, to have boundaries created around that. So now I can say, okay, I'm feeling kind of like weird and janky, but it's not me. These are not my feelings. I'm just taking them on and internalizing them. And I don't need to do that. Interesting. Which is easier for me to not get like caught up. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. I am just like so fascinated by all of this. So <laughs> so how can really like knowing these things and our energy, our authority, what our human design is, like how does mm-hmm. that help us to like grow and scale in business? So I think I mean, so a bunch of ways, <laughs> but I think they're like, actually, one this is, is my entire job. So hold on. No. Literally. Yeah. I'm like, this is what I do. <laughs> I think the biggest way is when you know how you are designed to operate, it's kind of like a car, right? Mm-hmm. If you're, if, if you don't know how to drive your car because you've always grown up riding a scooter and you try to drive your car the way you would ride a scooter, your car's not going to fucking go anywhere. Right. Because it's not it's not a scooter. You can't treat it like it is. And so what happens a lot of times is that, you know, we come in, we start our own businesses, we hire a coach because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Right. We have no idea how to market ourselves and sell our services or even like create our offers. Right. We Mm -hmm. hire somebody. And if they're not aware of how we are designed and they kind of take that prescriptive approach we talked about earlier, we're going to feel like we are doing something wrong or worst case scenario that we are the problem, right? Not even just that we're doing something wrong, but that we are wrong because whatever Mm -hmm. we're trying isn't working. Mm -hmm. So if I try to 
since I'm a manifesting generator, if I was working with a coach who didn't support my like constantly changing desires of what I want to create and where I want to go next. And if I was working with somebody who was kind of like, Hey, Abigail, maybe for the six months we work together, like pick one thing and do that one thing. That's going to feel really painful for me. I'm going to feel really constricted and Mm. I'm not going to get the results I want in my business because my energy isn't going to be there. And so I need to be able to work with somebody who knows like, Hey, you're a projector. So you're not really here to like make the first move. So any strategy that involves you sending people messages first and you sending people like cold DMs or you going into Facebook groups to ask people to be a guest speaker, like anything like that, it's never going to feel good because really what projectors are here to do is to be like the lighthouse that everybody comes to. They're there to be in their zone of genius, talk about their expertise and let people come to them and recognize who they are and what they have to offer and invite them in to help them, right? But so if you're a projector working with a manifester whose strategy is to initiate and inform, that's like literally the worst possible thing you could tell a projector to do, right? Oh, go make Mm -hmm. the first move. That's like just horrible advice for a projector specifically, and it'll never feel good. And so that's the biggest thing, like knowing what is what the path of least resistance is going to be for you and your energetic blueprint. And then when you know that, it's so much easier to then trust yourself. And we didn't even talk about this, but each of the types have different authorities, which is kind okay. of like your decision-making compass. So knowing your authority, also really important. I have sacral authority, which Mm. a lot of, it's exclusive to generators and manifesting generators. So you might have it. Okay. You might also have emotional authority, also an option. But like with sacral authority, it's a gut feeling. It's like a physical response, a yes or no, a like, Mm. uh uh-huh or an uh uh-uh, right? It's like Mm -hmm. a push towards or like away from something or a pull towards something. And if there's no sacral response, then don't do it, right? And if there's a sacral response of no, but you try to do it anyway because you think you should, or somebody told you you were supposed to. So like whenever I'm with somebody who's like, yeah, you should be sending out like a weekly newsletter. My whole body shies away from that. It's like (laughs) I'm like physically repelled, you know? Mm -hmm. But if I tried to force myself to do it anyway, it's not an alignment. It'll take me a million years because it doesn't feel good. And it probably won't convert the way it would for somebody who had a sacral responsive yes. Mm-hmm. And so then there's like emotional authorities where when they're making decisions, they have an emotional wave where there's like a, an emotional high. So let's say an emotional authority is thinking about um, hiring me as a coach, right? They're going to have this emotional high of, oh my gosh, fuck yeah, I'm going to hire her. I'm going to be the baddest bitch in town. I'm going to scale my business. I'm going to hit $25 million by the time I'm 30. Like this is going to happen. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to have an emotional low of, oh my gosh, I am the worst. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I'm not going to be able to do this without her. I have to hire her to get to where I want to go. And both of those places, like the high and the low, are places of attachment 
where you're really attached to the decision, there's a lot of emotions happening. So for emotional authorities, they need to wait a couple of days to let that emotional wave settle. And then they'll reach this point of clarity where there's no longer this emotional attachment to the decision. And so they can then decide, okay, you know, I'm no longer in this, like, you know, this high, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm also no longer in the slow. So I can look at the situation objectively and say, okay, yeah, like, these are the skills I'm missing. And Abigail can help fill these gaps. And I think she can help me get to where I want to go. But if she doesn't, then I think that I will still be able to, you know, see success. So I'm going to make this decision to hire her. So they're making it from a place of emotional calm. And then another way that that really helps is when, A, obviously, when you're making big decisions, knowing how to trust yourself, a ton Mm. of business coaches will do that thing. Like they're pushing people to make a decision or they'll do like flash sales. Flash Mm. sales are really only going to work for two authority types, the sacral ones and then the splenic ones where they have like Mm. an immediate like gut reaction of yes or no, followed by like this huge wave of fear, right? Hmm. But so an emotional authority can't make a decision or should not make a decision immediately, ever. And so if I'm a business coach and I know that my prospective client has emotional authority, and yes, I do ask all of my prospective clients their birthday (laughs) in time so that I can run their chart. Yes. Because I want to empower them even in that process to make an aligned decision. So if I know that they have emotional authority, I'm going to say to them, and I have said this before, hey, there is no rush to make this decision. Um, I want you to feel really like calm when you make this decision and very confident and sure that it's going to work out. And I'm not going to pressure you. So take a day, take a week. It's fine. I'll be here. Come to me when you have an answer. So I'm not going to push that. And that in and of itself is empowering. Right. Yes. And then if they have a sacral authority, I'm going to give them yes or no options. I'm going to give them this or that options. And I'm going to say, hey, you're designed to respond from your body. So, you know, if we're on a sales call, I'll be like, put your hand on your belly. And do you want to do a three month contract or a six month contract? What feels better? And they're going to say whatever their sacral felt a pull to. And so when I'm able to support them in that decision-making process with those big decisions, they start to learn what a yes feels like and Mm -hmm. what a no feels like. And when you know what it feels like to be like a full body fuck yes, so much Mm -hmm. easier to trust yourself when that's not there. Mm -hmm. I, this is just like, like I said, so fascinating to me. I love (laughs) this conversation so freaking much. I'm so So good. good. Um, So if people are interested in learning more about you, where can they find you? Probably the best way would be send me a DM on Instagram and we'll have a conversation and figure out what is the best fit for where you're at right now. If you just want to learn more about your human design and how it applies to your business, we could do an intensive. If you're looking for a longer term commitment, you really want to scale your business while like having a coach that supports you and your uniqueness and not give a prescriptive approach, right? Then we'll talk about that in the DMs. I believe all sales conversations should happen in the DMs. They're just so fun and casual. 
Beautiful. Okay, guys, you heard it. Definitely go check her out over there. We will drop those links in the show notes so you can find her on Instagram. And Abigail, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandajoyceweber.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, we'll reach out to everyone that leaves a review and you'll receive my absolutely free life and business changing future you meditation. This mindset exercise is the simplest, easiest way to tap into future you today and start being that woman now. I only wish I had a visualization exercise like this when I first started my business, and now it's available to all of you. Simply screenshot your review and email it to me at amanda at amandajoyceweber.com to receive your free meditation. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. actions themselves are what gets get you the result hold on i'm gonna say that again exactly the action 